The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. You could use the expression, does the plot thicken? I wonder what's going on right now in the Israeli, shall we say, political scene. Joining us now on the line, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Great having you on board always. Always good to be here. You know, at the beginning of the year, I said we better buckle up. It's mm. going to be a busy ride this year, and boy, has mm-hmm. it ever been. Well, I should really, like, not predict things, Mark. <laughs> well, Rolene, uh, the Likud, uh, there's a mutiny going on there. As you say, you're predicting things and saying we must buckle up and what have you. Certainly, they need to buckle up uh, whatever's happening there political-wise. What is this mutiny in Likud? What's that all about? Well, last week, as we reported quite in depth, the reasonableness law was passed in the Knesset, Mm -hmm. which basically removes the judicial scrutiny from decisions made by the government. Now, what is very interesting, and this is a historic first, uh, all 15 high court justices will convene on September the 12th for a Mm -hmm. special hearing on the reasonableness standard. Now, this is because so many objections to it have been Mm -hmm. filed. Now, what is quite interesting is that we we watched events. We couldn't believe what we were watching last week, Sunday. uh, Your Avgalant, the Kut minister, the defense minister, begging, pleading, Yuri Edelstein, pleading, Ron Dermer, who is uh, our new, uh, uh, basically, the envoy for the Abraham Accords, a Mm -hmm. good friend of the Prime Minister, also begging and pleading for compromise. And then all of a sudden on Friday, there were senior Likud members. I'm talking about the former Speaker of Knesset, Yuli Edelstein, Galant Avidifta, who has headed up the Mossad, and others saying that they cannot support these reforms in their current draft and that they will only agree to broad-based consensus. Now, this goes against what some of the other Likudniks are, are doing, which is going along with the, the coalition decisions. Now, Yariv Levine, he is the justice minister. He is absolutely determined to push through these uh, reforms. And uh, he has been told by members of the Likud, including Edelstein, Galant, and others, we will not support your unilateral legislation. This is directed at him. Now, what has been interesting, just on a personal note, is I've done a lot of uh, Zooms and talks to, to people around the world, and the first issue that they bring up when it comes to the, the issue of reforms is the selection of judges. And we would just like to caution everybody that this is not one or two clauses. This is a, 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 a package of reforms with over 60 different points that the coalition government want to push through. Now we have seen these divisions in the Likud party saying we're not going to uh, push them through in their current form. Now adding even more fuel to the fire was a call by Defence Minister Gallant uh, on Friday calling for a government of national unity. He says that he proposes that the leaders of the opposition, Benny Gantz, Yair Lapid, 
come and sit with the Likud in a, in a government of national unity that excludes Itamar ben Gavir and Betzalel Smotrich, very much seen as the extreme far right, very much seen by many as possibly detrimental to Israel in the long run. These are ministers that refuse to budge on on what they want to achieve. And I know many of you say, yes, but these um, were the election results. The election results uh, were 49% in favor of this uh, particular government. This Israel uh, builds governments based on who can form a coalition. And when you look at the statistics, the uh, the statistics of the far-right parties and the religious parties that were in were less than some of the uh, more center, center-right, center-left parties. So this is where we're sitting at the moment and what we are seeing coming now from within the Likud party is huge concerns mm-hmm. about where Israel goes now. Um, concerns that uh, these proposed reforms in their current draft have caused massive, massive issues for Israel uh, economically. From a security perspective, we've just had a a closed meeting where basically the defense minister scolded coalition members, saying that you're pushing through these reforms have caused um, a a, a rift in our IDF, in our possible deterrence. Uh, And uh, some of the other friction that we have with regards to society and clashes with our police is also as a result of some of these extreme um, members. So, really, just to sum up very quickly, you see, you mentioned earlier on that uh, there's there's like a recess period until September when uh, talks and negotiations will occur again. In the meantime, Israel will be somewhat in a lull uh, regarding you know its industry, its, its everyday life and industry, which has been affected uh, quite significantly so far by these uh, trans by these activities. Well, let's clear that up because the Knesset mm. now uh, is in recess for its summer mm. break. Um, there are members of Knesset like from the Likud that actually want to use this opportunity to go towards negotiation. Uh, there are other hardline members of the coalition who don't want to do that. Yesterday, uh, Yair Lapid, the opposition leader, called for a fifth, uh, an 18-month freeze rather on the reforms, preferring to go to negotiations. This was roundly Mm. rejected by the Likud because many of them want to push these reforms through. But what is interesting is that uh, on the 12th of September, the High Court, all 15 justices will preside over a a hearing on the reasonableness law. Uh, They have never struck down a basic law amendment and uh, it's currently being discussed whether or not they are even capable of doing so. Um, But this is uh, as a result of petitions put forward by the Movement for Quality Government in Israel and many, many others who have put petitions to the High Court to overturn this reasonableness Mm. law, saying that, um, and I'm going to quote you from the 
movement for quality government. This is a historic petition designed to repeal the central law in the series of coup d'etat laws. The High Court President did well to include all judges of the High Court in this important discussion. Well, Rolene, uh, let's just move on for that. We don't have much more time left because there's still quite a few things we want to unpack here, hoping that we can move on to a somewhat, uh, shall we say, feel-good, and we hope it will turn into a feel-good, looking at Saudi normalization with Saudi Arabia. Is it on track? What could derail it? Well, National Security Advisor Tzachir Hanekbi says that uh, it's going to be very long, but it is mm. still possible. Now, the New York Times over the weekend publishing an op-ed saying that in order for the Saudis to be more amicable to uh, normalization with the state of Israel, they want to see some serious concessions towards the Palestinians. Now, this would include a freeze on settlement building and at least a four-year uh, settlement freeze on annexation. Now, we know that that does not sit well with certain coalition member uh, 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 MKs, including Otsma Yehudid, who have said we will not be giving any more concessions. Now, Otsma Yehudid is uh, Smotrich and Ben Gavir's party. Hence, while we possibly see uh, your Afghanistan, the defense minister, calling for a... a a government of national unity. He's trying to be strategic here at great risk to his uh, own position in the Likud and to his job. He could be uh, essentially fired for going against the, the coalition. This has happened before where he has cautioned the Prime Minister, you know, not to move mm, forward mm, mm. With, um, uh, with reforms. But we could see this. We could see him pushing for this because we know that there is no way that ultimately if we did the extreme right are going to concede on anything, even if this means normalization. That is the role of the defense minister to look more strategically and long term. What does this mean for us militarily? What does this mean for us with our neighbors, the Palestinians? What does this mean uh, how we face down? the uh, Iranian threat, and what does this mean for the region? We want to shore up as much support as possible against an encroaching Iran, and that's going to be uh, one of Israel and, and certainly the, the military establishment's big long-term goals. We've just had news coming in earlier today that uh, the head of the Mossad, David Barnea, who has also cautioned against these reforms and the possible effects on security. Um, he meeting with his CIA counterpart in Washington to discuss uh, possible Saudi normalization. Roland, in one minute, tell us about what's happening with the Gazans in a rare protest against Hamas. Ah, maybe, I don't know, maybe they've seen uh, mm -hmm. some motivation coming from the Israeli protests, uh -huh. who knows. Uh -huh. But uh, this is very, very, very rare. Mm -hmm. This is a show of public discontent uh, by the people in Gaza saying they've had enough of um, uh, electricity outages, water outages. Uh, they are demanding better living conditions, better life conditions. As many of you know, the Hamas rule the Gaza Strip. Mm. They are saying, where is the electricity? Where is the gas? For shame, for shame. <laughs> well, there we have it. 
Rolene, thanks so much for joining us and giving us uh, once again a detailed background as best as we can during the time we spend with each other on the afternoon overdrive as to what's happening in Israel at the moment. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel.